what we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory with The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about men really have two roads that they want to stay in the godly way, and that's either getting married or being a chaste monk. Now, we kind of touched upon this subject on the episode, Embrace Chastity and Celibacy. This is probably, I don't know, maybe episode 380, 370 where I talk about how, you know, the benefits of not marrying, of course, which is celibacy, but also chastity. Chastity means pure, being pure, staying away from porn, stay away from things that corrupt the soul. And today we're going to talk about how it used to be and how things are not that way anymore and likely will never be that way. But still, even though the left is radically, has radically destroyed marriage and puts men in a perilous situation if they are going to marry, the timeless word of Christ, seen through sacred tradition, the magisterium, and of course the Holy Bible, has not changed. Moral teachings don't change. You see this happen in Protestant churches of the last you know, 80 years. The Methodists, the Lutheran, Episcopalians, they try to change their social teachings to fit the modern times. You see this now with the, the, the German schism over in the Catholic churches in Germany. And that has failed miserably in those denominations. Their numbers have dropped so much in the last 40 years because they have open lesbian bishops and, 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 and homosexual bishops, and they embrace all these things. The church is supposed to be timeless, and it's timeless. The world needs to conform itself to the sacred and timeless tradition and teachings of the church. So even though we live in a cesspool, a moral cesspool, you're still expected to follow the commandments of Christ and the commandments of God the best that you can. We are fallen creatures, but there is a guideline as to what we need to do. And one of the things that we are expected to do is not have sex outside of wedlock. Sex is a gift from God. We are the only animals that have pleasurable sex, but it's meant to be in the confines of marriage. Now you're like, well, that makes sense. Why is that? Well, think about it. You see the rise of abortion. When people are having sex outside of the confines of marriage, let's say a tinder pump and dump or a cohabitation, Kids sometimes are going to be made. And now that person is typically the woman because the man has no reproductive rights. Now the woman's in a situation where she doesn't have a lot of good options, right? She's either going to adopt the kid out, abort the kid, keep the kid, and likely stay in poverty. So, I mean, there's a reason why we have this, right? Marriage was created prior to Christianity. We get the wedding ring from, from the ancient Romans, the pagan Romans. But marriage existed forever. Why? Because it made sense for a man and a woman to couple together so we knew that the offspring was likely, that we knew that the offspring was going to be that man's. And so one man, one woman, along with the village, were going to help raise those children in an attacked, coherent form. But when you start having sex for pleasure, and this is something that Pope Paul VI talked about in his encyclical Humanae Vitae, when you take away the unitive and procreative aspects of sex, it essentially becomes mutual masturbation and objectifying of a woman. And that's essentially what sex is now. It's just mutual masturbation. 
We're just doing it for pleasure. But it still is a sin. It's enumerated as a sin in the Old Testament. It's enumerated as a sin in the Gospels. It's enumerated as a sin in the epistles. It's a sin. So you have a choice, men. Mictow or marriage. How do you know which is which? Well, it's largely based on your relationship thirst and based on your need for children and your need for sex. Going your own way and being a monk, and I don't mean going your own way and being level one MGTOW where you're having hookups. Going your own way and being a monk has a lot of benefits. You can do what you want, when you want, where you want. You determine how you spend your money or how you save your money. You can move to another part of the country or another part of the world if you want. You're not beholden to anybody. You're like Chewbacca and Han Solo before A New Hope. You know, you can just travel the world, do whatever you want. But really, as a Christian, and really as all, because the Muslim faith teaches this too, you shouldn't be having premarital sex or extramarital affairs. You shouldn't be having sex. And what's the other option? Well, the other option is if you want sex, if you want a family, if you want companionship, certainly prior to the 20th and 21st century, then you get married. And most MGTOW men would get married if they still had the protections that the 19th, 16th, 12th century men had. Namely, there was no no-fault divorce. There was no court system where it was incentivized to break up the family. If anything, it was the opposite. And yes, were there bad men who took advantage of women in that current setup? Yes. Did most men take advantage of that setup to beat the crap out of their women? No, of course not, because most men were Christian, and most men understood, as it says in Ephesians, that we must treat our wives like Christ treats the church with respect. So as a whole, society was better when we were in a Christian milieu and when everyone was married. Yes, we did have whorehouses where guys would go and frequent them. I understand that. But as a whole, men weren't going to marry those women. So if men wanted to have sex, they would have to get married. And back then, the added incentive was all the women were virgins. And I've always mentioned the show Bridgerton on Netflix is a good reminder. You can watch Jane Austen's movies or actually read their novels. But this was a good reminder, right? a woman who lost, even if there was a hint of impropriety or that she lost her maidenhead, she would uh, not be able to marry well. She'd have to end up marrying like the baker. So it was a different time and a different era. But really, if you want to have sex, you have to get married. And not just married, you have to get married in a church, sacramental marriage. Because getting married by the JP is still a civil marriage. Civil marriages are not recognized in the eyes of the church because you're not making a vow in front of God. So you're still fornicating if you're living in sin. If you're cohabiting, there's really no difference between cohabiting and having sex and civil marriage and having sex. You're fornicating either way. Okay. So your choice is to get married in a, in, a, in a Christian church. That's a sacramental church. You get graces from it, supernatural power, graces that you receive from getting married in the church. And then you can screw each other till kingdom come. Those are your choices, really. Monk or marriage, if you're trying to get to heaven. Now, we're not going to talk about the Protestants' view of solo fide. Uh, I can take Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior no matter what. I'm going to go to heaven even if I kill people and steal and embezzle and all these things. Because it's completely unscriptural. And that teaching didn't exist for 1,500 years of church teaching. But that's neither here nor there. We know, deep down, even though you might enjoy it like we enjoy white cake, sex outside of marriage is empty. It's an empty act because most of us have an informed conscience and we know that it's wrong. We try to push it under, but we know it's wrong. So if you really want to optimize your chances to getting to heaven, 
Okay, love your neighbor as yourself. Treat everybody with respect. Love your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Pray. Try to follow the Ten Commandments the best you can. And one of them is just not fornicating because we know per the scripture and sacred tradition that fornicating is wrong. And fornicating, especially unrepentant fornication, can lead you to hell for eternity. So with that in mind, you got to pick one of the two. Either monk it. And St. Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians 7, 1 Corinthians 8, he's like, ideally men should not marry. But if you're going to burn, essentially, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, you're going to burn with loins, burn your loins are going to burn with passion, it's better for you to marry lest Satan tempt you. So it's a kind, of, kind of the same thing here. So ideally you should monk it, but if you feel the need for sex or you feel the need to have children, then theoretically, yes, you're supposed to get married. And even though the marriage system is so fraught right now and perilous for men, and for women to certainly so, but certainly for men, and you can maybe mitigate some of this peril by prenups and finding a good traditional conservative virtuous woman, it's still let the buyer beware, man. You're still throwing the dice and you don't know what you're going to get. But ultimately, these are the two choices that a man has. You should monk it until or if and when you get married and then you can have licit sex. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you five seconds to do so if you have an Apple product. It helps get our message out to more men. There's still two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal if you want to donate some shekels to help defray the cost of hosting this on a service. On a, on a podcast service, server, I should say. Please donate some money. Also, the link to naturopathicearth.com is in the episode notes because I know it's hard to spell. Click on that. It takes you to the homepage. All the episodes are over there. A lot of articles, a lot of recipes, good stuff. They're all, of, all things that I wrote. On the right side of the homepage are my two books. Click on those thumbnails. It takes you to Amazon. I'm an Amazon affiliate. So anything that you buy on Amazon within 24 hours by going through our link, we get a 2% commission, no expense to you. If you need to talk to me on a one-on-one perspective, contact me at clarity.fm. And lastly, please post an honest review and subscribe to all three of my podcasts, The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, Confessions of an Obese Child, and Awaken. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember... Freedom is better than needle. Until next time.